Hey guys, welcome back to A Bird Hunter's Thoughts, Turn Them Loose. I'm going to do just a little bit different on the episode today. I am currently on a trip to South Dakota and uh, oddly enough, uh, Wyoming. (laughs) It doesn't seem like they go together, but um, I'm leaving here uh, uh, after I get done for about five or six days and then I'm going to head over to Wyoming and hunt some chucker with a friend over there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a daily little clip from uh, each day that I hunt. And uh, you can, you know, fast forward if it gets too boring for you. But it's, uh, I've often thought that it was pretty cool that when I'm out hunting, I meet different kinds of people, different things happen, uh, in addition to the dog work and the birds, of course. And we'll talk about that as well. So that's what this episode is going to be. It may be just a little bit longer because I'll be on the road probably 14 days. So uh, we'll, we'll see how this works out. We'll just give it a shot. Don't forget to uh, visit and uh, patronize my sponsors, uh, Dr. Tim's uh, Dog Food at drtims.com and also espamerica.com electronic shooters protection which is i use every single time i go in the in the field and uh, of course dr tim's is uh, i feed that to my dogs as well so let's go ahead and get started well day one we hunted out west of town quite a ways probably 70 miles first time we put out i'd been there before and I had Blue all by himself. He's my three-year-old. Um, he did pretty good. I think we, we saw about, oh, probably about 20, 25 sharps. And he, uh, unfortunately, we went into him downwind. So they were flushing. And uh, he, he tried to chase, finally gave that up. And he came back and pointed one for me. And I dropped it and made a real nice retrieve on it. Then uh, another one got up uh, back behind me, and I turned around and dropped that one. And he made a real nice retrieve on that one, too, so he got some work out of it. My uh, hunting partner took his dog out, and he left the field kind of early. I mean, I couldn't find him. He was back at the truck. Turns out his dog pointed a porcupine, and when he went up there to grab his collar, his dog said, oh, no, I want a piece of this thing. Well, <laughs> they've been picking quills out of them. By the time I got back to the truck, they picked, oh, I don't know, 40, 50 quills out of them. So it wasn't a, wasn't a bad swipe, but it definitely was a, a pretty good quill job. So we moved, and I've got my two experienced dogs down, Cap and Ruby. And uh, we've uh, managed to locate a covey of sharps. Cap had them pointed all oh, about, I guess, about uh, 10 to 15 of them. And before I could get to them, they, they flushed up and away. So I threw some lead at them, but I didn't get anything. Now we're heading back to the truck now on the end of this cast. Uh, I fully expect to get some more birds up before we get back to the truck. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I have my two best dogs down, Cap and Ruby, heading back to the truck into the wind. And uh, had some really good feelings about this and of course we did get into some sharp tails we got into quite a few singles scattered out 
but I just did not get any good dog work, and uh, she's still shaking my head. Ruby, who is just solid as a rock normally, have <laughs> you ever heard the term, my dog never does that? <laughs> well, I watched her walk very slowly right into a bird. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe my eyes. She she was ashamed of herself. But uh, whatever it was, her age, just being tired, traveling in the box all that time, I've got every excuse in the book, but the point is she did bump the bird. And uh, we found several. Uh, they were kind of flush and wild at that point, but uh, we didn't put any in the bag. I'm shooting a side-by-side -side 28, Prairie Storm 28 uh, shells, um, number sixes, and uh, they're deadly on these birds. I think I might be a little undergunned. I'm going to have to ponder that a little bit. I may go to a 20 later on, but I'm, I'm killing the birds with it. So uh, it's a nice little gun. I just bought it, a uh, little CZ. I uh, just wanted a little 28 to play with, and um, I do like it, but uh, I'm noticing it doesn't have the, doesn't have the range uh, that I would expect, but you know, that's what you get when you downsize. So anyway, uh, we're going to, I'm putting out one more time, putting my two mid, mid range dogs down uh, in age, uh, Shaq and Pearl. We'll see what we can do. Wow, what a great feeling. It's 40 degrees, temperature's dropping like a stone. The uh, western horizon is bright orange. Got three birds today. And, uh, I got every excuse in the book, but only got three. That's hunting. That's pretty typical for me. And uh, we got about a 50-mile drive to get back to the motel. And then a routine is to go ahead and uh, eat, feed dogs, water dogs, make sure the dogs are good, put them to bed, hit the rack, up and do it again. So, only 14 days to go. Tomorrow's supposed to be a little bit warmer. In fact, the forecast is by Friday it's supposed to be 78 degrees here. I'm not really thrilled about that. I ran over a snake today in the road, a uh, little gravel road we were on, and I checked the temperature. It was 50 degrees. Don't normally see them out. It was sunning on the road which was uh, pretty much a bad decision for him. But uh, I didn't, I was going to stop and see what kind of snake it was, but the guy was right behind me. We were heading out to another uh, walking area. So I really didn't get a chance to see it. All I saw was black, but that could have been just a shadow. So we met some guys from Colorado. We had pulled off into a walking area I knew held birds year after year. Um, so we were, and we pulled into the corner that I wanted to be in because we had been hunting into the wind. What a concept. And so we were all set up. I knew there were birds there. It hadn't been mowed. It hadn't been grazed. Good grass right on the edge of a wheat field. It was a perfect setup. So these guys from uh, Colorado came rolling in and, uh, I stopped them. They had been kind of leapfrogging us as we were driving out to this place. I saw them and waved them, waved them over, and we stopped and talked. And I said, uh, "So, did you guys? Were you guys hunting this field, or what, what were we going to do? I don't want to bump anybody out." And he said, "No, we were 
we really turned around and came back to go ahead and hunt this field, but you're here, so you go ahead and do it. And I said, well, it's a big one. Why don't you go on down to the other end? The reason we didn't run in down there is because we didn't want to be hunting with the wind at our back. And uh, he said, well, you know, I guess we'll just move on. And uh, so I thought for a minute, and I said, you know, these guys, they know not very much about hunting out here. I think it was their first time, so I was talked to my hunting partner, Matthew, and I said, listen, we were not really, this isn't our primary objective today. Our primary objective is a different walk-in area that we were gradually working our way towards. I said, why don't we just let these guys have this, and uh, we'll go back and finish out the day in our favorite spot. He said, this sounds like a plan. So I went over and proposed it to them. I said, listen, we, you know, same thing. I said, we really were just going to hunt here maybe an hour. Want to get over to our special spot? Why don't you guys just go ahead and hunt it? He was, he was flabbergasted. He didn't know what to say, you know. But I think that's what, I think that's just the right thing to do. Um, when he got out of his truck and initially, he said, "Well, are you guys gonna hunt this?" And I go, "Yeah." I said, "I saw you guys drive by. You snooze, you lose." His eyes got real big. I said, I'm just kidding you. I'm just kidding you. I've had guys pull in ahead of me a lot. Um, but they were nice folks. And I'm glad we were able to do that for them because I know they found birds. I mean, I was just, I'd have bet money that there's chickens and sharp tails in those fields. So I'm driving out into the sun right now. We got about an hour drive back to the motel and Heading out to eat. I just love finishing up a day when you got cold fingers and a runny nose. I know that sounds kind of weird. Anyway, tomorrow's another day. On day two, it was about uh, 40 degrees when we started out. And uh, we made it to our favorite spot without anybody being here ahead of us, except we saw one truck. And I said, oh, no. <laughs> we pulled up alongside. It was a falconer, of all things. Very interesting. He had two peregrine falcons. And we talked to him for about half an hour. Turns out he's staying uh, uh, three doors down from me in the motel, so I'll be able to talk to him tonight. I want to learn more about it. But uh, that was extremely interesting. And uh, I got some good pictures. Too bad I can't put them on the, on the podcast. But... Um, we uh, started out with a cap on the ground, my uh, ten-and-a-half-year-old best dog, one-eyed dog, <laughs> and, um, and Shaq, or I mean Blue, my puppy. So uh, we were just, I mean, probably 50 yards from the truck heading out to where we were going to go, you know, not really thinking much about it, and Cap went on point 250 yards away in the direction we were headed and I looked down there and there was a big lake down there we had to walk around and I'm thinking wow he's just down there in the lake I didn't even say anything to anybody so we just kept walking and uh, I got another beep he's still on point and I said well I know my dog he's on birds that's when I mentioned it so we uh, started walking with intention finally saw him he's facing back up into the wind and uh, one of the other dogs uh, from the other guy ran down there to him and, and went into about a 15 bird covey of chickens. And we really never got a shot. Uh, now we had 
Blue and Cap and the other dog running around down there, all of them being crazy, and they bumped up a couple singles that were in the grass, and so we never really got a shot, but, you know, that's chicken hunting, so uh, a little bit later on, <clears throat> Cap pointed another bird, oh, maybe 100 yards further up, a single. Uh, Matthew shot that one, and Cap retrieved it. Took it right to Matthew, ran around him, and then uh, was headed right towards Shelby, Matthew's wife. Went right around her and was going to bring me the bird. He kept running straight line, and I'm sitting there whistling and yelling to him. And I, uh, I was on his blind side, his right side. Uh, he's got a glass eye in there. So uh, he disappeared over the hill with the bird. And I figured, oh, okay, well, I'll just go up on top of the hill and yell to him. And he came back without it. I said, that's the strangest thing. I've never seen him do that before. And we looked and looked and looked. And I asked Matthew, I said, was that bird dead? And he goes, that bird was stone dead. So I got no excuse. I don't know what happened to it. He just, I guess, spit it out. He'd never done that before in his life, all ten and a half years. So we never did find it. But Matthew got credit for it. So later on, he pointed a couple singles, and uh, they were getting, these birds were really spooky. I could never get to them before the bird flushed. Um, Blue was trying like a champ, but uh, he had a couple of points on where the birds had fed through, but we didn't produce anything out of those. So it's, uh, I'm showing 70 degrees right now, which is kind of scary for the snake situation, but... We're moving our base operations to another another area, and uh, I did talk to uh, a buddy of mine up here as a game warden, and I talked to him, told him we were hunting, and he said, yeah, in that area, there's uh, chickens uh, to sharp tail ratio is about three to one. So what we're seeing is, uh, I'm pretty sure that all the birds we're seeing are, are uh, prairie chickens. So we'll get into some. Uh, Shelby got her first prairie chicken today, which was exciting over her dog. Tonto, which is a Brittany, and uh, of course Matthew got credit for the one that Cap wouldn't wouldn't bring to him. <laughs> so I'm the only one that's birdless so far. So we're uh, we're still working on it. Okay, I'm on the second cast, and I got Shack out. He's my six-year-old male, and we're uh, well. Wait a minute, I think he might be on point. <laughs> Shack, what you got, buddy? Hey, he's working birds here. He's about 100 yards away, working into the wind and right where we thought there might be some birds. Let's see if he gets serious about it. But I'm with Shelby, Matthew's wife, and uh, we're going to ease on over to this dog. He's pointed <laughs> again. He's thinking about it. He's got his head way high. If there's birds out there, they're a good 50 yards away. What's going on over that way? <laughs> so Shelby, you just got your first bird. My first prairie chicken. That was awesome. <laughs> Who pointed it? Tonto. Tonto did. Yes, he also retrieved. Wow, that is good. I'm excited, I was excited for you. I was about 40 yards away, I couldn't do anything. There's one. Whoa, whoa, hold on a second guys, we got birds getting up. Okay, we're back, one chicken got up and then a hawk was right on its tail. Look like a fighter pilot chasing somebody. But we're gonna stand here a little bit and let uh, let Shaq work this area out. We're on just kind of a slight rise and we can see 360 degrees around us. So 
and it's, uh, we're just kind of watching him as he works his grass. It's about, oh, I would say mid-70s right now, with a little bit of a breeze, and it's hotter than four hells out here. We're a little <laughs> concerned about snakes, but we haven't seen anything. So you got your first bird, Shelby. I got my first bird. So is it a male or female? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I can't tell either. <laughs> I can't tell either. <laughs> I just love that look, that deer in the headlights look you gave me. <laughs> uh, well, that's awesome. I mean, I saw it. I saw you guys taking pictures and all that. I said, I hate I couldn't have been part of that celebration. It was very cool. Very yeah, exciting. it was cool. I didn't believe that. One I did shot, it. too, right? One shot. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of you got a 20 gauge there 20 gauge yieldies oh yep. that's nice i knew earlier in the day you had a locked uh your safety yes you couldn't get your safety off because it was kind of in the middle there right because it can go yeah yeah back yeah mm -hmm. i've had that happen too the top or bottom. i've had that happen too so but uh well that's awesome that is really cool so Shaq's coming back for water. So I guess we'll water him, and then we'll go ahead and uh, head back towards the truck. It's about uh, about a half mile away. Hey, bud. Hey, buddy. Well, on that last cast, uh, we never did produce another uh, chicken. It was kind of funny how the bird took off, and the uh, hawk was right on its tail. I felt, kind of, I felt kind of sorry for the prairie chicken. But hawks have to eat, too, I guess. We moved on up to a different area. The sun was setting fast, and I put Pearl on the ground, and uh, she just went crazy. I mean, not crazy like out of her mind, but there was a lot of scent there, and we th I thought for sure we were going to find a few coveys before the sun set, but we only had about 30, 45 minutes, and uh, they, uh, uh, we just kind of ran out of time. It just, you know, the sun went below the horizon, and that was it. Temperature was dropping, and I took them back to... Uh, put them in the truck and I just fed them in the field because uh, my hunting partners went the other direction and they were still walking back. The uh, Interestingly up here, the entire state uses central time. Uh, you know, it's pretty much split down the river at the or middle at the river as far as time zones. In fact, they call a lot of directions out here are given river west, river east in those terms. But um, as far as the game raw, game laws, the entire state uses central time. So that's interesting, and it makes sometimes when you're making appointments to be somewhere at a restaurant or something, I just clarify, are you talking central or mountain? You know, nobody uses mountain time that I've seen out here. I'm sure they do, but uh, everybody I've seen anywhere uh, out where we are, they just all use central time, even though we're, we're river west occasionally. I'm sure over in Rapid City, they probably are on mountain time. But um, So anyway, another day. It's uh, we're going out this morning. The sun is not up yet, but it's bright. And it's about 40, they're saying it's 46 degrees, but I'm looking at 37 on the truck. So that's about right. It's going to be another warm day today. Hopefully it won't be 75 like it was yesterday. We were a uh, game warden friend of mine. I talked to him, and he said that uh, he was actually a little worried about snakes. When they say they're worried about snakes, then uh, I figure I should be too. <laughs> he said they were out a lot uh, a couple of weeks ago. Then they had a really, really cold snap. That was when that little blizzard thing came through last week. And he said they all went down into the hole for quite a while. And he's thinking that with this warm weather, they're going to come out and try to get get a little sun and warm up and maybe grab a few mice or something. So we may see some. 
But uh, heading out today, uh, Blue is, uh, he had uh, diarrhea, a little uh, blood in his stool, and, you know, he was just overstressed. I, I worked him a little too hard for being a pup. He did, he did uh, advanced, uh, advanced work yesterday, uh, and I, I worked him a little too hard. So he's going to take the day off. I've got him on some meds, and, and he'll be just fine, but he'll be off today. First one up this morning is going to be Ruby, the mama, the matriarch. Well, folks, we went back out uh, today, this morning, and uh, we tried to get out early. We were out of the out of the motel at seven in the morning because it was going to be hot. I didn't realize how hot. We made a uh, we made two casts. I made uh, one with Cap, my older dog, and about wore him out. And by the time uh, we were ready for the last cast, about eleven o'clock, uh, it was already nearly eighty degrees. And you know the the heat is one thing. But the snakes are another thing. Apparently, anyway, I've talked to the game warden as well, and a biologist. And the, they had a real freezing event last week, and snakes have been in the holes, and they're coming out now to warm and sun themselves. And we're seeing a bunch of them on the road. So we knocked off about 11:30. Uh, I didn't. I didn't even shoot my gun. I didn't. We had uh, Shack on the first cast went out and was working birds in the grass. Uh, you know, point and move and point and move and I was hustling along behind him and finally he got ahead of me and he pointed and he was down in a little draw and I thought to myself this is a perfect spot and yes it was 30 chickens came out of there and they were too far away from me and they took off and I uh, so I went down in there thinking maybe they left one behind but they didn't so we saw that big covey and and, uh, and then uh, we moved to a different spot in the same area and uh, just a single came up and same thing. Cap pointed and the uh, the bird got up. Didn't even give me a chance to get a shot at him. So that's the way it's been. We actually came back in the motel, took a little nap, and now it's uh, 4.30. We're heading back out. And uh, sunset is at 5.30, so we're going to have an hour. Uh, just a quick hour hunt. And uh, that's the only way we can avoid the heat and the snakes. So we'll see what happens. Man, you zig, you zag. <laughs> we had an hour to sunset. We left out, and I took Pearl. I went one way, place I'd hunted last year. Matthew went another way. So we didn't see anything. Been grazed down pretty good. and uh, She pointed a couple times. It's probably where they fed through or something, but we didn't see anything. Got back to the truck right at, right at sunset and heard Matthew shoot along in there. and I'm down one now in the chicken contest already, and I'm going, oh, no, no, I'm down two. He got back, and he said he probably saw 200 birds between sharp tails and, and chickens. And uh, working up against the, uh, what is that? What kind of crop is that? Sunflowers. The sunflowers? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he said the birds were flushing off in coveys wild. And he said he could hear, hear the pheasant inside those sunflowers just cackling away. <laughs> so, anyway, that's hunting. And we'll shoot again for tomorrow. Well, it was nice and cool today, and uh, met a friend that's a game warden here in South Dakota. We headed out to uh, a couple of different spots. Uh, first time we put down, he has labs, so I just hunted behind his labs. Uh, we didn't put anything up, but, uh, you know, they hunted well. It was uh, 
kind of tough hunting uh, prairie chickens with labs, I think, just because of the distance. They don't really get out that far, but uh, they were nice dogs. Uh, we didn't produce anything, so we moved on over to a different area and that he knows about. It's right up against some milo and um, with lots of grass, uh, you know, they hadn't been grazed. Uh, we came around the corner, and by golly, there must have been 100 cows in there. Ah, that was killing us. So we went further down the road. Uh, to a different area. It was really pretty, and it, uh, I would have predicted we'd have moved some chickens out of there, but we walked for three hours and didn't even move a bird. So that's hunting, and uh, my uh, friend Matthew and his wife Shelby went to uh, a couple of different places this morning and uh, saw about 300 birds. <laughs> that's just, they are where you find them. It was frustrating, though. After a siesta, let the temperature cool down a little bit, we went out for our last cast, and I put Ruby, my uh, old female, down, and we worked uh, worked some pretty good spots. She did point a uh, sharp tail for me, and as I was coming up to her, it flushed, and it was a little out of range, but I did, in fact, miss it. That was the only one we found. Uh, she worked her heart out. It's... It's uh, bittersweet to see a dog that's been just a rock star for me and uh, get old. So we pretty much just commiserated together because I was limping just as bad as she was. But we had a good cast and uh, met some good people. Um, back to the truck and we're heading back to the heading back to the motel. Another day in the books. This really warm weather has got them messed up, I think. We went out and uh, in the morning we can only hunt from sunrise until about 10 o'clock and then it gets just too hot for the dog. So we take a siesta. Uh, in the field, we just basically pull out the lawn chairs, get in the shade and take a nap. Put the dogs up and let them just lounge around too. And, and then we'll hunt the last hour before sunset. Had a pretty good point in uh, point in the back on a nice uh, chicken but uh, the thing saw me coming and we was in grazed over property so he could see me coming quite a ways away and we didn't I didn't even get a shot at him although the tie has some good dog work on him tomorrow's a travel day to Wyoming we'll be hunting chucker um, and uh, I'm really looking forward to that. It'll be my first, well, the second, actually, dedicated chucker hunt. And I uh, found some birds the first time, but that was several years ago in Idaho. So I'm really looking forward to this. It should be a blast. I'm on my way from uh, South Dakota on over to Wyoming. What a beautiful drive. Oh, my gosh. Saw parts of South Dakota I'd never been through before. I didn't, I didn't get on the freeway right away. I went out sort of a, a back road. I say it's a back road. It's a U.S. highway. I was doing 80 miles an hour on it. Uh, didn't see hard. I didn't see anybody. I think I saw maybe five cars all the way to, all the way to Sturgis and then uh, got on I-90 and I'm in Wyoming now. Oh my goodness, it's a beautiful country out here. So 
as I was going through Sturgis, I'm thinking, you know, about time for an oil change. Uh, where I'm going to be the next week, uh, there's no possibility of that. So I stopped into Speedy Lube and Sturgis, and uh, boy, they were speedy. I barely had time to get halfway into a story with this fellow that was in there, and, uh, and they were ready to go. So uh, anyway, I'm away. I'm almost to uh, Gillette, Wyoming now. Uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful part of the country. So I'm in Wyoming now with uh, my friend Gary. I met him over here in a little town, and we rented a cabin at an RV park. And um, so we left out this morning and uh, headed out. He's got a 6 by 6 I just call them all mules, but they're, I don't know what brand it is. Uh, but uh, all four rear wheels are, are drive wheels, and uh, he can switch it in to have all six wheels driving if he wanted to. But that thing's a beast. So we we took off at uh, I think it was about forty five this morning, and when we finished up tonight, it was twenty seven. It just kept going lower and lower. It's going to be seventeen tonight. Uh, but anyway, we we saw um, six coveys of Huns, one covey of Chucker, and probably uh, I guess maybe eight or nine sage grouse. Um, of course, sage grouse season is is not in it. It uh, finished a while ago so uh they're not huntable but they sure are majestic birds they're just fun to watch they really are i, I just enjoy watching them the huns uh are seem to be fairly plentiful this year and it, it's a fun wa- fun hunting those too they they don't give you a lot of slack i mean they're gonna you know they'll hold for your dog until they see you coming and pff, they're gone you know and so but actually uh, i had two opportunities today and uh uh, I missed the birds. I was just shocked. <laughs> so anyway, one time was, um, the dogs had, uh, we'd seen them flush off the road ahead of us. So, uh, they went down into a, a ditch off the road. And so I put uh shack and cap out and <clears throat> got in, a, got in a downwind position and, uh, for, for the birds, they went ahead and brought them on in and they pointed the birds down into a pretty deep gully. Uh, the birds got up, and I was impressed. I even had yellow lenses on, and it was overcast skies, and wind was blowing pretty good. But I was impressed at how invisible they are, even when they're flying, unless they're against the sky. If they're against the sky, you can see them really well. But if they're against the ground, like they were coming out of that deep uh, gully, it was hard to pick them up. Uh, and then when I did, uh, of course, they're in full flight mode now, and yeah, I got all kinds of excuses, but I missed it. Bang, bang, he was gone. So uh, Gary managed to drop one, uh, and uh, he didn't see, see. He saw it going down. He didn't didn't see it actually hit. So we went over there, hunted dead for a while. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, we couldn't find it, so we went up over the top of this large hill where the birds went. And uh, the dogs pointed them again, and again they got up, and uh, again I missed. So I probably should put this um, Benelli back in the box. I don't know why I got it out anyway. So I use it to field trial with because I can shoot four times with it. But, um, you know, and I've killed hundreds and hundreds of birds with it. But for bird hunting, I really prefer side-by-side. So I think I'm going back to my 28. 
that I've been having such a good time with this whole year. Um, we, uh, a covey of chucker flushed wild. And so I jumped out of the mule and ran over to see where they were going to land. And, uh, it was amazing. It was like the grand Canyon. So those guys are safe. I mean, I didn't even know that, that steep gully grand Canyon look existed out where we were, but it does. And those birds knew exactly what they were doing. There's no way we're going to follow them down in there. Oh, the sage grouse were cool. We were driving along, and we saw these big... I looked over, and there was a bird with his head above the sage. It was a huge bird. And uh, we watched him. That was a big old boomer male. And then we watched a couple of... A bunch of females uh, flushed off the side of the road. They were still huge, but we watched them fly and land. And I'm coughing now because this cold air is killing my lungs. Um, So... Tomorrow is supposed to be 17 in the morning. Uh, the high tomorrow is supposed to be 25. Uh, so in the next day, I think it's going to be 19 with a high of 35. And the next day, 20 for the low and a high of 40. And then it's going to stay at 40 for the rest of the time I'm here. So, I mean, that's fine. We're bundling up. And uh, we have doors for the mule, so that's good too. And the dogs, we've got uh, insulated uh uh, Mud River uh, kennel covers for the uh, for the dogs and the ones that are in my truck at night. Of course, they're heated, and I, I keep it at least fifty degrees, between fifty and sixty degrees. My theory is every cal- calorie that they do not use for trying to stay warm, they can use to recover and be ready for the next day. So there's no sense in having a dog just be cold at night. That's my theory. That's the way I treat my dogs. Okay, tomorrow's another day. Today was cold. Started out at uh, 17 degrees and a little bit of snow coming down and uh, I never got out of the 20s. Um, We're driving out now and it's uh, 23 and uh, but that just made for some uh, great bird dog work because they loved it they didn't i noticed their water intake drops tremendously when it's uh, cold outside and offer them water every chance they get when they come in they're thirsty they're not just hot and want to cool off so uh great dog work today i ran blue my puppy most of the day and he had a really nice find on huns i mean he just locked up tighter than a tick and uh walked up and the birds got up just like it's supposed to work and uh, that doesn't happen very often <laughs> so we got one out of that group uh, for a really nice retrieve and and went on to find uh, six more coveys uh, really the hunting out here is not like what i'm used to hunt hunting up in montana this is uh, a lot of vertical to this country out here a lot of erosion uh sagebrush flats we saw quite a few uh, sage grouse out here. Uh, of course, the season's not open, but they're just—they're fun to watch anyway. Just great big birds. Um, so one thing I've noticed about the the Huns out here, though, if you find them wherever you find them, they're likely to find them there again later. So we marked all the spots, and uh, we give them a couple days, and we'll go back to look for them again, and most likely we'll find them. Case in point, there's a one spot out here that uh, is an old corral 
And every time I've been out here to hunt with Garrett, we found uh, huns in the same spot, somewhere around that area. Uh, tonight, we were sitting there, and we had about an hour and a half of daylight left. Blue was uh, ready to go again, but I went ahead and put him up. He's uh, young and full of piss and vinegar, but uh, I had to get my other dogs out. I had to get Ruby out and let her run. So I said, why don't you uh, drive me up on us two-track, get me up to the head of the uh, draw where these birds like to roost, and I'll just come down the draw um, and uh, see if we can find that uh, big covey that's out here. They're a good 25 birds plus. So we started heading out, and we weren't more than 100 yards from where we started. And we saw them running through the sage grass. Um, they reminded me a lot of blue quail at this point. They were running just as fast. I've never seen huns run like that. So uh, we went ahead and stopped, put dogs on the ground, and went after them. They, uh, they uh, never gave us a shot. It's amazing. Ruby is a smart, wise old bird dog. And she just was pointing every bush and, and basically we were trailing them. Uh, they ran down into a gully, and um, these birds are smart. They ran down into a gully and started running up the gully, but the gully branched out in three different directions. She got down in there, and she could smell two of them, and she could hear the rest of them up a different draw. Uh, and she stood there and kind of looked one way and looked the other way and wasn't really quite sure what to do. So uh, we sent her. I sent her ahead on to the uh, ones we could hear because they were the biggest, biggest group. Um, but they eluded us. We never did find them. Uh, Cap, Cap was with us as well. I had Cap and Ruby on the ground, too, for that one. My best team, actually, uh, Cap and Shaq might be the, the better team, but they're close. And uh, Cap went on to point uh, a bird that was uh, just too far away, and it held about a minute for them, and then it just took off. So we are... Uh, we're having fun finding uh, a lot of birds, but these birds are extremely challenging, um, mainly due to the terrain. Uh, you, you just can't... Uh, a lot of times when you point a covey, just getting to them is, uh, is problematic. So uh, anyway, they're a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't see any chucker today, but uh, the huns are, uh, are plenty fun to, to, to hunt. And, and to go after and they are every bit as challenging as any game bird I've hunted. Well folks I'm wrapping this trip up after only two days of hunting in Wyoming. Um, yesterday afternoon, well actually yesterday evening our last hunt we were chasing after a big old covey of running hunts and uh, I stepped over a log and something snapped in my left calf. I don't know what it was, but it hurt. So uh, Gary, the guy I was hunting with, said he all he heard was oof as <laughs> I hit the ground. And uh, so I tried to stand up, ended up using my gun as a crutch to get out of the ditch and walk back to the mule. So that's uh, all that doesn't sound very good for the for the mobility you need to hunt these birds out here. So. We decided, I decided to go ahead and head on back. So that was it for the trip. And uh, between hunting for uh, sharps, uh, sharp-tailed grouse and prairie chickens in South Dakota, and over to hunting Hungarian partridge and chucker in Wyoming, 
Uh, had to cut it short by about four days, but I tell you, it was a wonderful trip. I've got uh, tired bird dogs, and, and one of them, Blue, came along uh, just like gangbusters. I'm so proud of him, so confident in him now, and it's just a great feeling. Um, okay, folks, and I appreciate you listening through this, and uh, next uh, podcast, I hope to be about uh, what to do with your birds after you shoot them and how to clean them. the end of this episode i just wanted to try it and see how it worked out there's a obviously a lot of smoothing i could do <laughs> i can do and uh, i went back and and uh, there's some parts where the audio wasn't quite so good so uh, i'll get some better equipment and see if i can uh, work on that but on uh, i appreciate y'all listening and on behalf of cap and ruby and shack and pearl and blue And myself, Randy Schultz, I appreciate you listening to Turn Them Loose. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Um, Also, you can email me at endlessoctoberbook at gmail.com. If you have any ideas, suggestions, or comments, Um, and I also want to thank my sponsors, Dr. Tim's that's D-R-T-I-M-S dot com. Uh, dog food, which I think is the finest kibble available on the market today. And that's what I feed all my dogs hunting and during the summer, too. And also ESPamerica.com, Electronic Shooters Protection America. And that's CSPamerica.com. And that's what I use every time I hunt to try to save what's left of my hearing. Um, it's, they are excellent product, don't fall out, and uh, extremely comfortable. So thank you once again, and uh, stay tuned, and the next episode will be out shortly. Thank you.